right, good evening everyone. Good to see you tonight. Glad that you can make it on a Wednesday evening and have you turn your Bibles to Joshua chapter 19. Joshua chapter 19 and we'll uh, turn to a few different places tonight as well. So if you keep your Bible handy, good to see you tonight. Good to see uh, Brother Graham Dean and know that he went through a little bit of a, a health scare and so glad to see him tonight and um, appreciate that. Thank you for those who've been praying for him. He uh, had a bit of a fall and a brain bleed this past week, but he's in church tonight, so praise the Lord for that. Uh, Joshua chapter 19, and Joshua's probably one of my favorite books in the Bible. Just love reading about all of the different, uh, different battles that Joshua fought and won, and the, the great lessons about this, the spiritual warfare that uh, we face, and I hope that we're reminded uh, daily and remind ourselves often that we are in spiritual warfare, that we're not just sort of casually going through the, this sojourn on earth, but there's, we're in a real battle. But there's a lot of lessons in Joshua about that, but one of the other significant parts of the book of Joshua, if you've ever read through it, is just the enactment of all of the, the, the promised land and the divisions towards, for, the, for each tribe in Israel. And we're going to read a little bit about that here this evening. Look at chapter 19, verse 1. And the second lot came forth to Simeon, even for the tribe of the children of Simeon, according to their families. And their inheritance was within the inheritance of the children of Judah. And they had in their inheritance Beersheba, or Sheba, and Malada, and Hazar Shual, and Bala, and Azim, and Eltalad and Bethel and Horma and Ziklag and Beth Markaboth and Hazar Zuza and Beth Lebeoth and Sharuhen, thirteen cities and their in their and their villages, Ain, Remon, and Ether, and Ashen, four cities and their villages, and all the villages that were round about these cities to Baalath Beer, Ramath of the south. So all of these cities, this is the inheritance of the tribe of the children of Simeon according to their families. Out of the portion of the children of Judah was the inheritance of the children of Simeon. And notice this, for the part of the children of Judah was too much for them. Therefore the children of Simeon had their inheritance within the inheritance of them. And so it's, it's interesting as we read through this, and, and again you could take the time and read uh, from, uh, from chapter 18 onwards about how, how God divided the land, the promised land. And again, you could look at that geographically and look at all of the borders of where those inheritances uh, lay, but here he's basically dividing the land. And earlier on in chapter 18, we know that, that seven of the tribes hadn't yet received their inheritance. And yet here he is in, in the second lot, he's speaking about Simeon, but unlike all of the other tribes, there was something unique about Simeon. Okay, the tribe of Simeon found them their inheritance within another tribe of Judah. Now, often when you go through the, the Word of God, we ought to pay attention when something's different. And, and with Simeon, it was something different. And, and I want to I teach you a couple of thoughts here because I think there's some things that, that we ought to be thinking about in regard to Simeon and Judah. 
Simeon and Judah tonight. Let's pray. We'll ask the Lord to bless and then we'll get into the message and to the service tonight. Father, we love you. We thank you, dear God, for your goodness to us and your grace. How, Lord, in your, in your mind, Lord, you already had laid out the, the different things that we're going to read about, the borders and the inheritances of each and every tribe. And Lord, there's great lessons for us to learn uh, there this evening. And Lord, no doubt as we uh, take opportunity, uh, perhaps uh, later on, to, to study through it. But I pray that you'd help us to, to glean from it tonight what we need and what you'd like to, for us to learn and know. And then, Lord, help us to apply it in our lives. And thank you, Lord, for each one. Thank you for the faithfulness that each has shown to come and, and gather together tonight to pray. I pray that you, Lord, just fill us now and help us, Lord, as we open your word. And, Lord, we commit these things to you in Jesus' most precious, holy, wonderful name. Amen. And so we, we see this, uh, this interesting occurrence. I think it's interesting to me anyway how Simeon found themselves within the inheritance of Judah. They had their own lot, but it was within the borders of what God had prescribed for Judah. And what we see here is if you look through the, the 12 tribes of Israel, all of them had different portions. And what we understand is all of them had different portions. It wasn't all equal. Some had more, some had less. But what we find here tonight is... is the, the two extremes. When you look at, the, look at the, the, the two tribes that we're going to study tonight, when you look at Simeon and you look at Judah, we have the smallest and then the largest. We, we have the two extremes. And then all the tribes sort of in between that, if you were to sort of put it in order tonight, we were doing homework with Jaden. He's in uh, grade one, and so he's learning what is small and what is big. What is the smallest number? What is the greatest number? And, and I was sitting with him tonight and, and giving my wife a little bit of a break, really, you know, just trying to help out, being a good husband and everything. But um, we were trying to, trying to teach, I was trying to teach Jaden what's the smallest number and what's the largest number. And tonight what we're seeing here in, in our reading is really Simeon, who was the smallest, and Judah, which was the greatest. The two extremes, and the, Simeon had the fewest, and Judah had the most. And, and what we learn firstly tonight as we think about this is that God cares for both the small and the great, and everyone will receive their portion. You know, no one, no one in God's inheritance, no one as God's people misses out. Even Simeon, who had the fewest, even Simeon found as a tribe that God had something for them. Judah had something for them, and in between, we read about Benjamin and all of that in, in chapter 18, and, and we see here the, the two extremes, and yet God, in all of His wisdom and all of His knowledge of these people, He understood what they needed, and He gave it to them. You know, you're going to look around tonight, and we're all going to have a different portion of God's will, of God's plan, of God's work. All of us have different talents and abilities. All of us have, have different experiences, were born into different families. And whatever the case is, I want to tell you tonight, whether you view yourself as the greatest or the smallest, God is a portion for you. No one misses out. No, no one can come here tonight and no one in God's kingdom tonight can come and look at God and accuse Him of giving Him nothing. No, God gave to the fewest and God gave to the largest. In fact, the Bible tells us in Acts 10.34, Peter, in his understanding, he says, Of a truth, I perceive that God is no respecter of persons. 
You know, we all come from different walks of life and God in all of his, his understanding, all of his knowledge, he considers all of us. He considers the rich, the poor, the frail, the athletic, the bold, the hairy, the black, the white, the brown. He has a portion for each. And he understands what we need. And you know, that's true in salvation. In fact, whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. It doesn't matter what status you are in front of others. It doesn't matter what size. God looks at you and he says, I've got a portion for you in salvation. And he, he's given that. And, and even in regard to service, look at Revelation chapter 19. And I just thought about this verse in this uh, portion of Scripture, Revelation chapter 19. Look at verse 1. So he, after these things, I heard a great voice of much people in heaven saying, Alleluia, salvation and glory and honor and power unto the Lord our God. For true and righteous are his judgments. So his judgments make no mistake. So you might think tonight, well, I want a better portion. Well, I want a greater portion, and God might enlarge that, but God is a righteous judge. He knows what you need. He goes on in verse 3, and again they say, Alleluia. And the four and twenty elders in verse 4, and the four beasts fell down and worshipped God that sat on the throne, saying, Amen, Alleluia. And a voice came out of the throne saying, Praise our God, all ye his servants. And he's, so he's referring to all of his servants, and ye that fear him, both small and great. And if we were to catalog a little bit of all of those who were God's servants in history, you would see that some were smaller and some were greater. You would see that some had just a little portion, perhaps in, in today's estimation, and, and you might think, well, I only have a little corner of the ministry. Here's my only responsibility, and, and that's what God's given me. And, and you better be... You better look at that and go, whoa, God gave me something. God gave me that. And sometimes we're always looking at different things, and yet he looks at it and he says, all of my servants, both small and great. And God cares for that. God cares for the small and the great, and we all receive, according to his wisdom, our portion. Now I wonder if we would just rest content in that. I wonder if tonight we would look at that and go, wow, even Simeon had its portion. You know, Judah had much, but Simeon had his portion. And, and God cares whether you're in one extreme or the other. God gave you a portion. But what we learn also when we think about Judah particularly is that sometimes God does give more to others. And what we read here in verse 9, out of the portion of the children of Judah was the inheritance of the children of Simeon for the part of the children of Judah was too much for them. Therefore, the children of Simeon had their inheritance within the inheritance of them. So if you picture the borders of Judah, imagine a, a larger circle. And within that circle was the portion of Simeon just within the borders of that. And, and what he's saying there is that actually in God's own estimation, even as he's given that to Judah... He said, this is too much for them, so I'm going to give a portion of that actually to Simeon. And you think about the, the overflow of blessing that Judah had, that it was enough to sustain Judah and sustain Simeon as well. There was much. And, and you know, sometimes God allows abundance as part of our portion so that we can in turn be a blessing to those who don't have as much, who are needy. 
You know, the, the Lord said in, in the book of Proverbs, He said that if you give to the poor, you lend to the Lord. And, and sometimes God in His wisdom, He'll give you much even for a season. He might give you much in, in regard to that earthly possession. He might give you much perhaps in a spiritual wisdom. He might give you much in life experience and allow you to sort of go through things. And you know, all of that, we can, we can sometimes just view that as for our own use. But what God's trying to teach us is that even for those that He's given much to, there ought to be an overflow into the lives of others. There ought to be an understanding that, that God might give you a, to your Judah a Simeon so that your inheritance can overflow and be a blessing to them. And you know, too many times in our, sort of in our world that can become a little bit self-centered and self-serving, we can think that all the abundance that God might give us is all just for us. We might, we might just look at it and go, well, I have much, I better keep it for myself. And yet we need to view ourselves at times more Judah than Simeon in our care for one another. You know, God has given you some abundance. And I think about James chapter 2. Look at, look at there with me, James chapter 2. In fact, tonight I, I, was a, I was a bit of a simian to someone's Judah. There was an abundance of fruit that they picked, and uh, they, they gave us some. So I, I, I've been a simian tonight. Someone was a Judah to me tonight. But James chapter 2, look at, look at verse 15. And he's really speaking about how our faith is evidenced. He's saying there that, you know, faith without works, right, is dead. So there's meant to be an outpouring of the reality of faith in our lives. And he says in verse 15, If a brother or sister be naked and destitute of daily food, and one of you say unto them, Depart in peace, be ye warmed and filled, not, notwithstanding, ye give them not those things which are needful to the body, what doth, doth it profit? He's saying, you know, you have the, the means to be able to meet those needs. He says, if you don't do it and you sort of just greet them, what does it profit you? And, and he's saying that's real faith is when you action that, what God gives you, you're able to meet others' needs. And, and you know, you think about what happened here. You imagine sitting there in the congregation and awaiting sort of where the borders will lie, where your inheritance will lie. And imagine sitting there and Judah hears all of the, the massive land that they got. And then suddenly hearing in this second reading of the divisions that actually, uh, uh, by the way, Judah, Simeon's going to have a bit of yours too. You know, Judah had to have a mindset, well, this is God's plan for me. He had to be accepting of it. He, he, at this point, he could have chosen to sort of go, well, no, this is mine, Lord. This is mine. Why should Simeon have a part of it? But actually, the, Judah had to choose to also just have a, have a greater mindset of what God had given him to give to the need of this other tribe, Simeon, who was the fewest. And, and you know, there's times in our lives where, where really God would allow us even... In, in what we perceive as our little, to be able to help the needs of those around us. So, you know, we've been, been sending out a little bit of an email this week about the 1040 window and the need of that. 
And, and you know, what we don't highlight often is, is in that window with the 5.4 million pe- uh, billion people who live there is the lack of gospel witness in there, but also the great poverty in there. And if you ever travel through there, it'll change your life. You start to begin to see all of the, the needs of people and the, the lack that people have and then the great abundance that we have. And sometimes we can complain a little bit about all of the lack that we seem to have in our own hands in our great country. And then you travel overseas and then you realize, boy, I have a lot, actually. And Judah could have been tempted to think, well, I need everything that I can. But in God's estimation, he said, no, it's too much for you. It's too much. Now, I wonder if we've ever asked God with the things that we have, is it too much? Lord, is it too much for me? Is, it, is this a portion that I'm supposed to use in the, all of those other things? And we're not just talking about physical. You know, I think about the, the great church in Macedonia who in the, their deep poverty abounded unto the riches of their liberality. I think about the widow woman who were, just really was baking that cake just so that they could die. And then there comes Elijah and he, say, and he says, bake me that. Can you give it to me? And yet, there she was in her poverty, being generous to that man of God. And he, she was blessing the blesser. And we see the, the, the great principle there at times that as God gives us much, then there is much for us then to give to others. And uh, we ought to, what I'm saying is we ought to have a, a, the, the same spirit of Judah of generosity to strengthen those that perhaps God puts in our way. And I'm talking about both spiritually and physically. You know, for unto whomsoever much is given, to him shall be much required. And so we see that as a second lesson that, you know, sometimes God will, will give us a, a abundance in our lives so that we can meet the need of those who, who God brings our way. But, you know, there's a great type as we look at that passage of Scripture because there's a great type in Joshua chapter 19. And that is, the tribe of Judah is a type of Christ. You know, when you look at the genealogy in, in the book of uh, Matthew, in the book of Luke, and all of that, you, when you start to compare it, you know there's going to be a bit of a different genealogy there. What we find when we look through the, the genealogy in Luke is that, actually, it traces the line of, of Joseph and in Joseph, we see that he came out of Judah. And Judah, really, Jesus is the line of Judah. And so Judah, through the course of the Scriptures, is a type of Christ. Judah was favored by God. Jesus came from the lineage of the tribe of Judah. And so there's a great picture here of us. Firstly, I want, to see, see, I want us to see ourselves as Simeon. You know, as Simeon, we're the least. As Simeon, we had a need to be supplied by another. As Simeon, we couldn't actually, in God's estimation, fend for ourselves. He had to put us into another so that we can make a living. And actually, we're Simeon tonight. We needed Jesus in his abundance, in, in all that he is, 
for us to even be part of the land. So we ought to see ourselves as Simeon. And Simeon had to rest in being a partaker of Judah's inheritance. We need to find rest in the person of Jesus Christ. You know, when, we're, when, we're, when we look at our supply and our lack and our limitation, we can at times feel discouraged. We can at times feel like there's no way I can make ends meet. There's no way I could do those things that God has asked of me. But then we look at the enormity of Christ and all that He is then we see ourselves as Simeon just resting in Christ. In Ephesians 3, 6, that the Gentiles should be fellow heirs and of the same body and partakers of His promise in Christ by the gospel. We've been made joint heirs. Why? Because we're in Christ. Simeon was in Judah and Simeon was sustained by being in Judah and we're sustained by being in Christ. Rest in that, brethren, this evening. But then we ought to also see ourselves as Judah. You know, we, we as joint heirs in Christ, as of the lineage of Judah, actually, you have to think about this, we, we have an inheritance incorruptible that fades not away. Actually, in Christ, what, what we might perceive as earthly lack, in Christ we are made rich. In Christ, we are made abundant, and spiritually, we can bear up those who have not. You know, God's called us to be light, to be salt, to be fountains, and, and God has given us actually spiritual abundance. You look around you today, you look at the lack, and you know what the answer is? Is if you would just behave as Judah, and you would accept that, that God will bring you along the way to some Simeons who have some lack. And then in your inheritance, allow that to flow out and be, in your abundance, be the answer to the need of that Simeon. You know, we can, we can welcome those without into the abundance that we have in Christ. And so tonight, perhaps, firstly, I want to tell you, see yourselves as Simeon. Maybe you feel like you do have much. But you know what, what we ought to rest in is the fact that we're in Christ. Are you in Christ tonight? If you're saved, you are. If you're saved, that's who you are. You're Simeon, but also actually you see yourself as Judah. Because actually in Christ, he turns that around and he gives us great abundance in Christ. And you know what? This world is lacking. There's going to be people along the way this week, perhaps, that's going to be a Simeon in your life. And you better have the attitude of Judah and, then, and say, Lord, you've given me this and, and I could give this, though. And be a help to that one. That might be, you know, they're, they're, they're the least. Might be that, you know, they didn't, no one seems to really care about that one. No one seems to really be bothered. But you might just come along in, in your Judah, in Christ. You might just supply the need of that Simeon that's come along your way that God actually has placed along your path. All right, let's pray. Father, thank you, Lord, for your goodness and grace. And again, Lord, all of us here, we all have received differently from you, different spiritual gifts, different upbringings, but all of that is your portion for us. But I pray, Father, that then you'd help us to, to view ourselves, firstly, in the light of, Lord, our poverty without you, 
But then, Lord, in our richness because of your grace and your mercies unto us, Lord, and then how that can flow out into the lives of others. I pray that you'd help us to then just take our time, Lord, to notice that in our lives this week and then to be ready to, to have that generous spirit to help others in need, to, uh, Lord, to use what you've given us, Lord, and, and all of its limitations, dear God, to be a help to, to someone else. And I pray these things in Jesus' most precious, holy, wonderful name.